Welcome to the Middletown Podcast. In this episode, we're delighted to chat to actress and writer Chloe Hayden. The star of Netflix Heartbreak High caught up with Middletown staff member and specialist teacher Gemma O'Neill to talk about acting and writing inspiration. What drew you to acting? And do you think being autistic is helpful to your acting? I've always loved performing. Performing has always been something that has been so special to me and so important to me as a kid. Being on stage was the only place where I ever was able to feel like myself because I, my lines were written for me and my emotions were written for me and all I had to do was play pretend. Um, and growing up autistic and particularly as a woman and having to learn how to mask for my entire life, it was second nature to also be an actor as well. Um, and I think that as well goes into being autistic has definitely helped rather than hindered my ability to be a good actor because I've had to do it for my entire life anyway. We're finally seeing a push for autistic actors to play autistic characters. What difference do you think that makes? Literally the whole world of difference. As an autistic person, I'm able to actually go off my own experiences and what I actually know to put into this character. When we see neurotypical people playing neurodivergent characters, what they know is based on what they've been taught and most of their teaching is based on neurotypicals versions of being autistic and being neurodivergent they research autism for 10 minutes and watch a couple of youtube videos and call it a day you you can never be someone by learning about their experience particularly when you're learning about their experience via someone else that also wasn't part of that experience um having authentic representation all forms of representation is so so important lots of autistic young people that we work with have talked about your character quinny as a role model What do you think it is about her that's capturing their imagination? I think it's the first time that a lot of people have seen themselves on screen. It's the first time that a lot of people have seen representation where they've been able to look at a character that her being autistic is the least important thing about her. She's also a whole filled out, colourful, beautiful character and she just so happens to be autistic. And a lot of young people, particularly young women, are seeing Quinny and seeing themselves for the first time, which is uh, incredible. You've written a brilliant book, Different Not Less. What made you want to write it? When I got my autism diagnosis, my mum was handed a book and after reading the first page, she started crying. Um, And then when I got home and I Googled my diagnosis, the first thing that I saw were articles that made out my mind to be wrong and a curse and something that was a mistake. And I started crying because I thought that I was dying. I don't want other young people to have to go through that. I think that young people should get their di- or people of any age should get their diagnosis and, and feel celebrated for it. Um, I wrote my book because I want this book to be handed to a young girl that was in the same position that I was in, you know, uh, 13 years ago and go, okay, now I, now I know that who I am is okay. And I want, you know, my mum to have been handed this book and, and not feel like her daughter's life was over or her own life was over. It's a book that I want everyone of all experiences to be able to read and go, okay, this is okay and I'm okay. You structured your book around the idea of a fairy tale. Can you explain a bit about that and how that helps you approach life? When I was a kid, having not had characters that I was able to relate to, relate to the only characters that I could relate myself to was these Disney fairy tales and I found relation in them by seeing these characters who were always different they were always characters that were so so different to everyone else it's why they were the hero of their story and that difference was 
usually at the start, similar to my own story, made out to be wrong and scary and different. And then by after some trials and tribulations and dragon fighting, whether that be real or metaphorical, at the end of their fairy tale, they reach the happily ever after. And I've always thought that's such a beautiful metaphor and concept for our own lives because we all have our own dragons to fight and we all have our own once upon a time and we all have things that make us feel different that make us feel like we don't fit in whether that's you know being autistic or not everyone has got things that that make them go I'm not like other people I think um and yeah I, I think relating it to a fairy tale first of all makes sense um but second of all kind of makes your own story not feel so scary exactly what advice would you give to any young people who are in the difficult once upon a time stage if you think that your fairy tale is ending and you haven't reached your happily ever after you still have so many more chapters to go like stories and fairy tales can't end without a happily ever after so keep fighting because i promise you it's coming you were very honest about your difficult school experience, the difficult school experience you had, so bullying and lack of support from adults. Were you nervous about being so honest? When I started my journey, I started my journey as um, as a blogger and as a YouTuber, and when I started that, I, I was nervous because I was still very uncertain about myself and uncertain about being allowed to speak of my needs and being allowed to speak of a world that isn't created for me. Now I've realized that my job isn't to please other people and my job isn't to appear aesthetically pleasing and whatever for the outside perspective. So I'm kind of at a point now where calling people out, whether that be teachers in the education system or celebrities or politicians or whatever, I'm like, if you're doing the wrong thing, you deserve to be told that you're doing the wrong thing. Lots of people would see you and think that you're very confident, but reading your book, I know that you struggle sometimes. What do you do when you need confidence? I look to my family members. I have an incredibly supportive network within my partner and my family and, and you know, my close group of friends. Um, and knowing that they love me and that I hold value to them at all aspects of my life and at all of my levels of functioning gives me the confidence to know that who I am is okay in all of these spaces. And also the amount of people, I, I get literally hundreds of messages and fan mail and fan art every single day. And on my days where I do not feel so confident and where I am like, what's the point and what am I doing? I have all these little binder books where I keep all of these letters from people and I just have to read one and go like, that's who I'm doing it for. What is your favorite thing about being autistic? Autistic minds are magic. And when we are put in situations where we're allowed to thrive, we are going to. Like, I so truly believe that the neurodivergent mind is the most magical, incredible thing in the entire world. Um, and it's the world that is inept, not us. And when we are put in our situations where we do have the ability to thrive, our fairy tales and our happily ever afters are going to be so incredibly magical. Thanks so much to Chloe and Gemma for sharing their chat with us. If you'd like to know more about Middletown Centre for Autism, you can find us at middletownautism.com. If you're on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Autism Centre and Facebook and Instagram at Middletown Centre for Autism. Thanks so much for listening.